Amen. I'm glad that fan's up here. Warm, isn't it? <laughs> you feeling it? <laughs> All good. Great to be with you this morning. I hope we're feeling good. Hope we've had a good week. And uh, yeah, Sundays come around quick, don't they? But it's great. I love being together. We are one, which I shared about last week. We are one. We are one family. God has brought us together. We are one in his name, Jesus Christ. And uh, his love is the anchor of it all. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The gospel still stands today. Amen. Amen. Good news still stands today. So we are one in Christ because of the good news of Jesus. As I explained last week, we are one in Christ as we rise up in harmony with one another. We are one in Christ because it is Christ that is building his church. He is growing his church and we are called to live with him. We are called to live in obedience to what he is calling us to be. We are family and we have a wonderful heavenly father that is over all, that is through all, that is in all. He is working in our lives. He wants to speak to you this morning and I pray that as your hearts are open to him, that just the presence of his Holy Spirit will come upon you um, and just fill you afresh today. What I love about Derby City Church is the people, is the people. And uh, we've heard over the year um, many stories of why the people here at Derby City Church love Derby City Church. And we heard a couple of um, stories last week, um, but this week I thought it would be appropriate to meet some of the family. So um, we have the Marshall family, and uh, let's hear a little bit about them right now. Thank you. Hi, we're Tim and Claire Marshall, and we've been asked to talk about what church means to us. You know, for us, we, we believe in Jesus, and he is our foundation. But it's also important to meet with and share with people that also believe in Jesus. And that's where the church comes in. And if the church was just a building, then I think in the last 18 months we'd have had a real problem. But we've been fortunate enough that we've been able to meet digitally um, with other people. So, so clearly it's about a relationship mm. with others. Um, and it's about the people and it's about family. Um, and we've been really fortunate to be part of a family that we call Derby City Church. So now let's go and see what the kids have to say about church. So, where do you go to church? Well, Elsie, I go to church not just because mum and dad take us, but because I love Jesus. When you love someone, you want to learn all about them. And I want to be around people who also love him. Elsie, what do you like about Derby City Church? I don't know about you, but I think we have the best kids church. The teachers are fab! Elsie, I completely agree. I think we have the best kids room. We have the Hope Centre as well, where we can learn to know more about Jesus. Jack, I know you're only one and you've never been to church before, but what have you enjoyed about online church? 
I agree with all of that, actually. Yeah, Jack hit the nail on the head there. So we were also asked, um, why Derby City Church? Um, for, for Tim and I, we've both been really blessed with um, parents who are part of an Elim church, whether that's in Brecon Elim, where my mum and dad are the pastors there, or here in Derby City Church. Um, we love church we love derby city church it's an extension of our family um our children are fourth generation elam uh attendees um and yeah it's just family it's all about family and for us that's really important um in our life and in our family um so i think it's just really great that we're able to start using the building more and more um and it's really great to start to be able to see people in real life um but church is about the people and the family and we've been able to connect digitally but now we're entering a period of time where we can see each other in real life again so please say hi and um yeah and today we are in church this is the first time all five of us are in church together jack was born during lockdown number one and he is 14 months old and today's his first time in church so we are really excited that he is part of church and he is here with us today so yeah lovely to see you bye take care wow so good what a wonderful family just sharing the heart for the church and for the people amazing to hear from their children as well um just declaring their love for jesus that's amazing and uh, part of our families even this morning we've got children meeting again in person having a great time with one another and just being the family of god and if we have been brought together as one if Jesus is the one that has united together, he's broken down division, he's broken down hostility between one another, he's the one that is at the center of, all, of it all, then it's our job to maintain that unity, to maintain that unity of the spirit that has been poured out into our lives. We all have a role to play as being part of the church family. How can we keep unity of the spirit of God? Let me just read these amazing verses from Ephesians, Paul, uh, Ephesians 4, where Paul, um, a, a great witness um, of Jesus, the Apostle Paul, he says these words, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Amen. If we are the family of God, we have got to keep the unity of the Spirit of God. See, in the first three chapters of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul unpacks one, these wonderful truths which God has 
given us. We are made alive in Christ. We are being shown God's mercy and given salvation. We have the gift of eternal life. We have freedom in his name. We are raised up with him in glory and we are one in him. Now in Ephesians 4, Paul, who is writing from prison, urges us to live a life that brings honor and glory to God. Why? Because of the greatness of God's love that has been poured out into each of our lives. How are we going to respond to that amazing love that is being given to us? See, our response is to be a response of love. See, when we begin to really understand everything that God has done for us, then our response ought to be a response of obedience to what he is calling us to do, of what he is calling us to be. One of the greatest commands that Jesus says, love one another. As I have loved you, you must love one another. See, Paul makes it clear in this passage how we are to have unity with one another. It's got to be around the Spirit of God. This is the most important thing about having unity in this family. It's got to be focused on the Spirit of God. It's got to be all around His presence. It's got to be all around His name. It's got to be all around who He is. Every conversation that we have, the way that we respond to one another, the way that we treat one another, it's got to be in the Spirit of God. Let's keep the unity of this family family by keeping in unity in the Spirit of God. That's what's got to be at the center of it all. See, if we look in Genesis 11, a passage of the Tower of Babel, see, it talks about how the whole world, this was after the flood of Noah, the whole world had one language and a common speech, and the people who were the survivors of the flood at the time, um, they came and built this massive tower uh, that would reach to the heavens. It says in Genesis 11 verse 4, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. They wanted to just make a name for themselves. Let's build something massive, you know. And, but the Lord came, the Lord came and confused their language and scattered them over the face of the earth. Why did he do that? He saw the spirit of the people, which was a spirit not in his name, making the name for themselves, not making his name known. We are to make his name known. It's not about making ourselves known. It's about making him known. So maybe God, at times, may just have to scatter us and confuse us to help us really understand what unity of the spirit really looks like. Maybe he has to do that. We've been scattered over the year. We've been divided physically, but what's united us as one? The Spirit of God has always been at the center of everything that we do. The Spirit of family, the Spirit of who He is, that's got to be continually flowing in everything that we do. God maybe is just awakening us as the church, as one family, as one hope, to demonstrate powerfully what it means to be at one with one another. God is calling us as his people, as the family of God, to maintain the unity of the Spirit. He calls us to be the people of hope, to be the people of light, to be the people of peace, to be the people of love. 
And as we continue to keep the unity of the Spirit, we also then begin to provide a way for other people to come to know Him. If we maintain unity of the Spirit of God, we are making a way for other people who don't know Him to come near. It's all got to be in the Spirit of God. So how can we do that? Well, first thing I want to say is that we can keep the unity of the Spirit by living in obedience to what He is calling us to do. Be obedient to God's call. I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. See, we will maintain unity of the Spirit when we decide to live by God's way not our way. That's how we will keep the unity of the Spirit, by being obedient to His plan, to His purpose, which He has given each and every one of us. Be completely humble and gentle. That's a challenge, isn't it? Be completely humble and gentle. Sometimes we may feel that our way is the best way. I remember a few years ago, um, it was, I was uh, on, a, on a walk with our church family. Not this church, it was another church. And um, it was a big group of us. And there's always one in there where, the, where if you get lost, you've got to follow me, I know the way. But there was two of them. So like, they were like, no, it's this way. And then the other one, no, it's this way, follow me. And I'm like, there's a group following one person and another group following one. I'm like, which way do I go? Who do I trust? You know, and because they had such strong opinion, opinions, there might be some people like that, you know, follow me, I know where to go, trust me. And often you follow that person and you get lost again. We have strong opinions at times. We may feel that our way is the best way. And we might feel that our way is the right way. And sometimes it might be the right way. But it's the way that we behave towards one another. It's the attitude that we show to one another. It's the way that we speak to one another. Is it of humility and gentleness or is it of pride and arrogance? That's the challenge. God calls us to be humble, to be gentle. Maintain the spirit of God by being humble and being gentle with one another. You you know I'm really competitive. You know, I, I like to win. I'm not losing. I've talked about it before. You know, Andy's having a rough time at the moment. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm really not helping my point here by just rubbing it in. But, <laughs> um, but I'm quite competitive. But the challenge for me is not being arrogant about that. That is the challenge. And I'm just being arrogant there. But, <laughs> um, but it's, it's the way how I respond to my opponents. So like Wimbledon. Has anyone watched Wimbledon? Got a few hands. I mean, I've loved the past couple of weeks. Tennis, football. I'm like, what do I watch now? I mean, just waiting for the Olympics. So, but like, the interesting thing about the players, the tennis players, is if you watch the interviews afterwards, their response is not a pride of arrogance. Their response is of being humility, of just honouring their opponent who they've just beaten, of just respect. Keep the unity of the spirit by living in a way of being humble and gentle with one another. 
Don't have pride. Don't have arrogance. That's not the spirit of God. The spirit of God is being gentle, of being humble. Because that is who Jesus is. If we are to follow like Jesus, if we are to be like Jesus, we are going to follow of humility and gentleness because that's who he is. He says these words in Matthew eleven twenty nine. He says, he reveals the very heart of himself. I am humble and gentle at heart. If we are to be followers of Jesus, if we are to be like Jesus, we've got to have a heart of humility, a heart of gentleness. Jesus reveals his very heart towards us. He is the person who is always accessible. He is the person that is always approachable. And that is the example we are called to follow in, a, in order to maintain unity with one another. Be humble. Be gentle. It's not about making a name for ourselves like the people at the Tower of Babel, but it's about making his name known. And we can do that through the way that we are with one another. He was the one. Jesus was the one who demonstrated humility and gentleness so powerfully. He says, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Paul says in Philippians 2, 8, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. There is no one like Jesus. And we are called to follow him. And let's maintain unity of the Spirit by following him and trusting him and being obedient to what he calls us to do. Be, hum be humble. Be gentle. Paul goes on to say, be patient. Bearing with one another in love. Keep the unity of the Spirit. It, it requires us to be patient. We was traveling down yesterday to my family. Um, it was my sister's birthday and it's about an hour and a half journey and it took an, an hour more than that because in, they live in Stourport and in Stourport there's a massive fair. It's a bit random because it's like there's a big fairground and you've got a lovely canal kind of area. It's like that fair shouldn't be there, it just doesn't make sense. But anyway, everyone was just drawn to this fairground and I'm like, what are all these people doing? Like, we want to get to see my family. I mean, I was just getting impatient. And I, was think, and I was just being challenged at the time. Dan, you're speaking on a little bit of being patient. Tomorrow, I'd like, wake up, you know. It's a challenge, isn't it, in our daily lives to be patient with one another. And it's interesting how Paul writes from prison of being patient. Like, he must have been, honestly. He's the man who wants to preach the good news of Jesus. He was the man who wants to go out and proclaim his goodness. But he's being held back in prison, and he's talking about being patient. We have to be patient with one another because God is so patient with us. It's easy for us to lose patience with one another. Maybe there's someone's actions, someone's personality that just constantly does your head in. It's like, I don't have time for this person because it's just too much. It's getting to me. We maybe focus on their weaknesses and their faults. Well, we have weaknesses. We have faults. Look at how patient God is with us when we've drifted away from him when we're not stepping into the places he's called us to step into when we fall into the temptations of life but God still pursues us God's still there waiting for us his arms are still open waiting for us to come to him he's so patient with us so we've got to be patient with one another maintain the unity of the spirit by being patient be patient with one another. 
Unity in the family of God will mean we have to bear with one another. Bear with one another in love. I'm going to use Maddie, my wife. Come and help me out. We've been married five years. That's good, isn't it? She's done very well, hasn't she? And um, I remember when we got married, Pastor Dave, his message to us on our wedding day was, bear with each other. And um, that can be a challenge. You've gone from living a life of doing your own kind of thing, and now, sorry, that's my hands, all of a sudden you've been brought together as one. And we have to live a life of adjusting ourselves to one another. There's going to be times where we argue, we, get, we, we disagree. And that will mean sometimes we might end up drifting a little bit. We might end up drifting a little bit. But bear with each other. Don't let go. Don't let go. That's the family of God. Don't let go. This is family. It might mean... You have to be humble, be gentle, be patient. Bear with one another. Don't let go. Work at it. Come back together. You come back stronger. Stronger. Have the conversations with one another. Bear with each other. In love. This is what the family of God is. And the Spirit of God is all over it. Maintain the unity by keeping in unity with the Spirit of God. You might feel at times that I'm fed up of church. I want to I go. I can't do it anymore. Don't let go. Don't let go. We are family. Support one another. Care for one another. Show kindness to one another. Come back to it. Whatever race. We're a cultural church, as Nathan brought up this morning. Every single one of us work at it. We are the family of God. Maintain the unity by keeping the spirit at the center of it all. Bear with one another in love. Thank you, darling. It's so important. Keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Be humble. Be gentle. Be patient. Bear with one another. Paul goes on to say in Colossians 3, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Keep the unity of the Spirit by living in obedience to God's call. Unite together as one and allow the Spirit of God to take over your life. It is all about the Spirit. We are one in His name. We are one in Christ. We are the body of Christ and we are called to live in harmony with Him and we are called to keep the unity of the Spirit. Be humble, be gentle, patient, bear with one another in love. Now, important point to finish To maintain the unity of the Spirit means that we need to have the Spirit. We can't do it without the Spirit. 
I'm going to struggle of showing humility, gentleness, patience to bear with one another in love if I don't have the Spirit of God within me. I really am. We need the Spirit of God in us. We need to constantly invite the Spirit of God in our daily lives. We need to constantly be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to be everything that He has called us to be. We need the Spirit of God. Let's come back to the Tower of Babel. The people were in one language and one culture who were uh, aiming to build their own greatness, not in the Spirit of God. They were wanting to build something for the world to see, and it would have been amazing. It would have been extraordinary, but it was not in the name of Jesus. It was not in the Spirit. They wanted to build greatness. See, we can build towers in our life. We want to get the great house. We want to great, a, get a great career. We want to get a, the snazziest car. I love cars. I'd love to have a really nice car. But, and those are great things to have and pursue and to drive for. I'm not saying these things are wrong. But if we decide to have those things in our lives, which brings identity and self-worth to ourselves, that's not living according to God's plan. It's not maintaining unity of the spirit. God has to be first. God has to be the first in our lives. Invite the Holy Spirit and invite him and be filled with him. We don't need to look at building great towers. We just need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And as we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we are filled with greatness. You don't need to look at building greatness. Greatness is in you. Greatness is already in you because of the gift of God that is being given to you. Receive Jesus and find life. Receive Jesus and you will go and do things that you will never even dreamed of. He is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in us. His spirit in us. Greatness is in you. Be filled with the Holy Spirit this morning so that you can keep unity in the family of God in his spirit. Spirit of God has got to be at the center. You need the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2, we begin to start, see the start of the church. See the promise has been poured out. Jesus ascended to heaven and a gift of the Holy Spirit has been poured out to his followers and to the believers. They were there waiting expectantly for this promise. The Spirit of God who's going to lead them, who's going to guide them, who's going to be their counselor. They were empowered by the Holy Spirit. And they were all together in one place. And the Spirit poured out over the home that they were waiting in. They were filled and began to speak in other tongues and languages which other people began to understand. Wow. Wow. Tower of Babel, they've been scattered across the earth because, they did, because like, it was not in his name. It was not in the spirit of God. In Acts 2, they're waiting for the spirit of God to be poured out and, the, and they understood each other's languages. What unity. What unity. Maintain the unity by being in step with the spirit of God. Allow the spirit to fill you this morning.
You don't need to build a tower. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me invite the band up. We are one. We are one in Jesus Christ. We are one family. We are one body. The challenge for us is to maintain the unity of the Spirit. How? Be like Jesus. Follow him. I am humble and gentle at heart, Jesus says. Be humble, be gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Don't let go. If you feel like you're on the edge, you feel like turning away, you feel like running away in a completely different direction, I'd encourage you this morning to hold on. Don't let go. Be filled with the Spirit. We've got to be filled with the Spirit of God if we are going to maintain unity of the Spirit of God. I want to encourage you this morning, where you are at home, here in the building, just wait on him. Just wait. Just like his followers did. They waited. Just waited a little bit longer. You might think, oh, nothing's happening here. Wait more. Just wait. And I just want to invite the Holy Spirit right now to just come and rest on each one of you. We are the family of God. And if we are to be strengthened, if we are to grow, if we are to be all that he has called us to be, we are to be filled with his presence, with his spirit. So let me invite him right now. Let me pray over you. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love us so much. Thank you that you sent your son Jesus for each one of us because you loved us. Jesus, we thank you that you showed us how to be, how to live. You was perfect in every single way. And we get it wrong. We drift away, but we thank you that you have forgiven us through your death on the cross so that we can have life. We can have a relationship with you. And thank you for that promise that you have given of pouring out your spirit. And I say right now, Holy Spirit, come and meet with your people. Come and fill them anew. Fill them afresh of your amazing love, of your amazing grace, of your joy, of your peace, of your strength. Be filled with boldness this morning. Be filled with gentleness this morning. Be filled with humility this morning. Be filled with patience this morning. Be filled with love this morning. Holy Spirit, come right now and rest on every single person who is watching on home, who is, watch, who is here in the building, come and rest on every single person right now, I pray. Holy Spirit, come and fill us in you. 
We wait on you, Lord. Be filled. There's one hope, one faith, one God, one baptism, one spirit. Rise in hearts this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Come and meet with people right now. like giving up if you feel like I'm not even worthy to even come into the family of God I want you to know today that you belong here hold on don't let go he is with you and he will never leave you nor forsake you Maybe you're struggling with with pride. Maybe you're struggling with arrogance at times. I pray for the Spirit of God to fall afresh in you. Be filled with the presence of Jesus. I am humble. I am gentle. Thank you, Lord. Come and meet with your people today.